guys, welcome to the Take a Seat, Not a Side podcast with your hosts, Kelsey and Brian. This is the podcast where we ask you to take a seat, but not a side. Unless it's mine. No, mine. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Take a Seat and Outside podcast. Sorry we missed you last week. Um, it would have been just me talking because Brian barely had a voice, <laughs> which isn't the worst thing in the world. For either of us. <laughs> Wait, are you implying that you want to listen to me talk all the time? No, if I don't have a voice, I can get out of conversations with you. I didn't think about it that way. That's rude. Yeah, so two weeks ago, I thought I was just fighting allergies all week. And, I mean, I even golfed on Saturday, and it was rain and a little cold. And I didn't think anything of it because I just thought I had allergies. And then Sunday was was miserable for me. I was I got really sick. I actually missed Monday and Tuesday of work, so we didn't do a live Wednesday either. Um, but we're back. We are back. And I'm so excited. Oh, I miss podcasting. Like skipping one week is just like, I don't know, it makes you realize how much you love doing it. So uh, real quick, since our last podcast, you guys saw that we got some customized items. Um, those are part of the giveaway that will be going out. We just got the last piece of the giveaways in yesterday. So we are going to be giving those out to the winners. But that was very exciting as well. Yeah, they look really good. I shouted out the um, there's a lady here in Jackson that just does this on the side. She's just starting to do like these crafts, mm-hmm. um, NK Custom Crafting. It's called. Yeah, she did really good. She actually made um, she made koozies for me last year for my little golf outing, and so I hit her up again and said, "Hey, like, you want to try making anything out of our logo?" And Real quick, guys, let's just be authentic for a second. We are in our basement podcasting, and we put a blanket on the couch because it helps with sound. And our dog is currently nesting, a.k.a. moving the blanket every which way, digging her paws into it. And this is just the real life of two podcasters that don't have proper sound equipment. And have a puppy. <laughs> yeah, someone reached out to me that we're going to be just meeting with. She's just wondering, like, how we got started doing our podcast and, like, um, what our setup is and stuff. So we're going to meet with her and just kind of show her what we do. I think people are surprised. <laughs> I think anyone that sees what we actually do, they're going to be a little surprised. Literally, they're going to be like, really? Really? Except for when we had JJ on, he was like, no, like, we do similar things when we record our music. So it made me feel a little bit better that musicians who actually have albums also do silly things to, like, block out the sound and block out the echoes. So, yeah, we were in Lake Geneva last weekend. We were celebrating our three-year anniversary. We went down there with a couple friend of ours, and um, the guys played golf, and the girls went to a spa. We actually went to a winery after that. And I thought that I was going to hate the winery because I don't drink wine. 
but they have these they have these sick cheese platters, cheese and salami and bread. Charcuterie. And... What'd you say? Charcuterie board. Oh, that's what those are. Yeah. Oh. Fancy adult lunchables. But that made it worth it for me. Yeah, it was really good. Even the six dollar crackers. Man, wineries will really uh upcharge on just about everything. So in theme of our three-year anniversary, Kelsey came up with this really cool game we're going to play today. So I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and I've always watched a lot of YouTube, even when I was like in high school and college. Um, and a big like challenge that people used to do on YouTube all the time was called the relationship tag or the boyfriend tag. And it's just where the couple would sit down And answer a bunch of questions about their relationship. Like, when did you meet? You know, um, where was your first date or whatever? You know what I mean? And I was like, this has to exist for weddings. And it doesn't. I searched far and wide to see if it already existed so that I could get some ideas. And it truly does not exist. So I made our own version of the relationship tag slash couple tag and made it the wedding tag. So that's what we're going to do today. I have 20 questions, and we're going to go through. We didn't have our answers prepared ahead of time, so we're just going to go through 20 questions about our wedding. Um, This was our three-year anniversary. I don't know if Brian mentioned that, so we've been married for three years together for almost eight. So, so this will be fun for us to kind of remember everything about our wedding. Um, But... Maybe it'll help some of you, or if you know people that are getting married, or you're going to be in a wedding, or you're a bridesmaid, um, maybe this will spark some ideas for you guys, too. Absolutely, and it might put people's brains at ease, especially getting married in 2020 or even 2021. Right now is such a stressful time for couples to be planning a wedding or getting married. I can't even imagine. Like I remember being stressed out when we were planning, but I can't imagine the stress that comes with planning a wedding in a pandemic. So, um, yeah. So hopefully this puts your mind at ease and makes you realize that these are things that other people thought about too. So. And then after we do this, we are going to give our lists. We came up with our top three love country songs and our top three breakup country songs. That was fun. <laughs> so we actually usually record at like, I don't know, between about noon and three. It's 5 p.m. right now. Um, I spent a good like maybe 15 tabs open of songs. I just kept listening to songs. There are so many good love and breakup country songs that I just kept listening to more. I'm like, oh, this one's good. I, don't, I know that's not going to crack my top three, but let's listen to it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, too, and we'll get to it when we get to that segment, but uh, it's so hard. It's so hard. And if you gave us a week, we'd probably dive even deeper and have, like, three different songs. Um, It really is hard to narrow it down, and there's just so many artists that you have to, like, go through and remember. It's kind of crazy. But first, let's play this game. All right. Are you ready? I will read the questions. 
So since you you made this up, you've never seen this anywhere else, we get to name it. Well, I named it the wedding tag. But the name can always change. No, I like it. I like it. Officially, the wedding tag. The wedding tag. Okay. So number one. Where did we get married slash where was our reception? Now, we're not competing, just for the record. This is not a quiz. If I do not know an answer, it's okay. (laughs) But we got married at Veterans Terrace in Burlington, Wisconsin, on the terrace. That was very important to me. I wanted to walk down the grand staircase. Um, And then our reception was down the street at Mercantile Hall in Burlington, Wisconsin. And real quick funny story, my mom forgot that she drove me and all my bridesmaids to the wedding venue where we actually got married. Um, Forgot about that, drove to the reception without us, and we actually walked (laughs) down the streets of Burlington to get to our reception area after the wedding. And an even funnier story, one year before we got married, Burlington, Wisconsin got hit with like the worst flood in the history of their town and our entire venue was underwater and not just like a little bit of water. It was underwater. I guess it was justified, but she kind of had a meltdown about that. I made Brian call and the lady was like, wait, when's your wedding? And Brian was like, in a year. And she was like, um, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but OK, how did we find out? Do you remember how we found out? Oh, it was on the news. It was on the news, and it was Veterans Terrace where they were showing, and the water was just rushing through the basement of the building. And I was like, that's our venue. That's where we're getting married. (laughs) All right, number two. Where did we go for our honeymoon? So Kelsey really wanted to go somewhere where we could bring our dog. And we did. We took our dog on our honeymoon. So we originally thought about going to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, to the Smoky Mountains, but decided we don't feel like driving 10 hours with a dog in the car. So we found a cabin in Grand Haven, Michigan, which is a little town about, I think it's about 40 miles north of Muskegon, Michigan. And we rented a cabin. It's right on Lake Michigan. And I think it worked out pretty good. I loved it. Um, Not to get all sentimental. Um, but some of my favorite photos of Kylie, our dog, were from the honeymoon because she was just so happy. She hated going in the water, but she was very happy to be on the beach that day. And you can just see it in her face. So we had a fantastic honeymoon. You know, Kylie was our life and I'm so glad that we got to take her. That's not everyone's speed. Some people want to go to other countries and just be the couple, but for us, that was what was important. So yeah. we'll have to go back there some we'll have to go back there sometime in the summer because we went there right after our wedding, so it was early May. So it's kinda kinda gray. There's a lot of stuff to do, but it was just not like the sweet summer weather. And it's funny that you mentioned that. So uh the next question. What was your favorite part of the honeymoon? For me, Brian took me on a boat cruise. And we're such old people. We just played cribbage and ate snacks. But it was so cool to be on this boat. And then afterwards, the owner of the boat actually took us 
into his home and showed us his house because his house is on the water too. It's like a boathouse. And like, it was so interesting. Like your house, literally the lady was saying she'll like wake up and her house is in a different spot every morning. It's like tethered to the land, obviously, or it's tethered in place. But, like, she'll still wake up and she's, like, shifted. Like, and it's always in a different area. It's so funny. So I was there and I'm still picturing something way different than what I actually experienced. Um, Kelsey said that I took her on a boat cruise. I'm thinking of a yacht. It was, a, it was like a riverboat. Yeah. Like, if you search riverboats on Google, um, it's like those old school. It had those, those big wheels in the back that turn. And like spits out water. They look like giant little Ferris wheels, like mini Ferris wheels. And yeah, we we played cribbage on there. I don't think. Yeah, we drank on there, right? They served alcohol. Yeah. I was just thinking that we had we had a drink. We you could bring your own snacks or you could buy snacks there, too. But we brought our own snacks and it was OK. It was us and it was a bunch of like 75 year olds. There's no one within 60 years of us, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, it was so cool, and, like, everybody congratulated us, and we got to talk to everybody, and like Brian was saying, during that season, you're kind of limited. We got to go kayaking, so that was super fun, but you're kind of limited on what you can do outdoors because some of the stuff is just not open, but we found a lot to do. So, like you were saying, I'd love to go back and visit again, but I was glad that we got to do everything we got to do, and... It was a really good trip overall. Was that your favorite part, though? Because this is a question for both of us. Yeah, no, I was going to say the same thing. That was awesome. But I found out the name. The name is the Grand Lady Riverboat, Grand Haven. So if you search that on Google, that's what we took. It was so fun. Um, there's some cool pictures. I like the picture of you, like, pretending like it's the Titanic. Yep. But we're on the we're on a river. <laughs> <laughs> there's also a photo of me trying to lift the anchor. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. And then the house was like, it was like an actual house. It wasn't like a house boat. It was a house that happened to be built on a platform right next to where they would dock their riverboat. Um, so if you didn't see that it was on the river and you went inside, you wouldn't really know that it was on the river besides obviously the shifting and stuff. But it was just like a house that they're like, oh, let's make it float. A beautiful house. So, yeah, very cool. Very nice people. All right, so number four. What was our wedding hashtag? I don't remember. That's okay. By the way, this is a very difficult thing to come up with. Um, basically, a wedding hashtag is you're incorporating in some way the last name or something about you into a hashtag. Um, ours was Halverson Ever After, a playoff of Happily Ever After. I was very happy with it. Some people didn't get it, I think, or had too many drinks at the wedding and they were tagging, <laughs> like putting a hashtag that wasn't our wedding hashtag, but that's okay. It's not really a big deal. It's just kind of something cool to do to get people hyped about your wedding day and all that. I think it's more of a female thing. I don't know how many guys even know their wedding hashtags unless they're oh, for sure. super catchy. We came up with ours because we did a, um, a couple's painting when we were engaged or maybe before we even engaged um one of those like wine and paint things and 
the the saying that we painted was love, laughter, and happily ever after. So when we're thinking of wedding hashtag, we're like, oh, happily ever after. Why not Halverson ever after? I think it was clever. Brian probably won't know this one either. Um, but what were our wedding colors? Now that's a hard thing to come up with. And once again, more of the woman thing, more of what the bride would be doing. But I had a book full of colors, and I spent nights on end just staring at this book full of colors, trying to come up with colors for the wedding. Now, are the wedding colors... I know what your bridesmaids' gowns were. Is that one of our colors? Yeah. Oh, I don't know the name of the color, actually. It's like mauve, like a pink. Yeah. Not like a pink. Like a mauve purple. Yeah. A mauve purple is pink. Okay. Okay. There's like different shades of pink, but it's like a grayish pink. I realize now that some people probably could argue that it's pink. By the way, I worked at a bridal shop at this time, so my head was constantly just spinning with ideas. I'm standing at the bridal shop looking at these closets full of bridesmaids' dresses, which, by the way, they had no dresses in my color that I actually went with. So I literally had to come up with it in my brain, which is super hard. Like, I had to picture it without being able to physically look at it. And then is the other color the groomsmen gowns? Or <laughs> <laughs> Brian's looking at me like, we're cutting that out. We're not cutting that out, Brian Halverson. <laughs> is the other color the groomsmen suits? Yes. <laughs> gray. Yeah. Mauve and gray. Well, we did mauve, gray. Um, We did ivory. And not just like my wedding dress, but like our napkins were ivory. Our tablecloths for ivory. We also did silver. And then the big thing was a lot of greenery. So I guess you could say green was one of our colors too, technically. All right, number six. What was our first dance song? I think this one might come up later. Probably. And it's a trick question because Brian had a really good idea. And we actually took two songs. And, like, merge them together for our first dance. So first, Kelsey and I danced together, and that was to Jason Michael Carroll's Living Our Love Song. About halfway through, we had the DJ invite the rest of the wedding party out on the floor, and they joined us to Blake Shelton's Sure Be Cool If You Did. So the Living Our Love Song is actually a song that me and Brian heard on the radio. Brian already knew it, but, like, I heard it on the radio when we were, like, I think you were taking me to class or something like that. And I was just like, I used to call it Baby Blues because there's a line in there. And then one day I heard another song that said Baby Blues in it. And I was like, it's our song. And Brian was like, no, it's not at all. Like, But that one just always meant a lot to us because we've always connected with it. Same with the Blake Shelton one because that one reminds us of the night we first met. All right, number seven. Of all the wonderful wedding gifts we received, which one do you think we've used the most? So we'll each give an answer for this one. Um, I would say, and I know, well, I guess, I, I don't even know why I'm going to say it might sound silly. I don't think it sounds silly at all. But one of the things that we got from quite a few people were different picture frames and different like wall decor items. That helps so much because when we bought the house, like you don't realize how much house you have until you try to decorate it. And you're like, oh my gosh, I have no decorations. So like all of these picture frames and like 
um, like I said, wall decor and stuff like that, or little things that you could just put on your mantle. Like those were amazing because they helped fill the space in our house. And then every time I look at them, I remember that I got them at my wedding and I got them from special people. So, and in incorporation with that, my grandparents made our wedding cake topper. My dad, or sorry, my grandpa made my wedding tight. My grandpa made my wedding cake topper, our wedding cake topper, and he carved it out of wood. He literally carved me and Brian out of wood for the wedding cake. And I still have that on the fireplace mantle to this day. Like it's stuff like that, that like it just fills your home and you get to look at it all the time and it brings back such happy memories. So I would say that's mine. For me, um, all my coworkers when I was working at Community Memorial Hospital, they all pitched in and bought me a portable Weber Q200 grill. And we use that as like our, that's the only grill we had for two years until you bought me um, a bigger Weber. But even even with that, we still use this when we go tailgating and like you can just put that in your trunk and be on the road and it takes so easy to use. You can throw whatever. I think we can fit four burgers on there at a time, which is perfect for us. And um, yeah, I love it. That's probably the most practical thing that I feel like I got. But I do want to shout out my sister, um, Bobby Joe. She, she always does this. Anyone that knows Bobby Joe is, this isn't going to surprise anyone, but she bought us a cooler. An awesome cooler. But she knew that we were going to rent a cabin for our honeymoon. So in the week leading up to our wedding, she sneakily found out like all of our favorite snacks and uh, meals and, and stuff. And she had probably like a hundred dollars worth of groceries stacked in the cooler for us to bring on the honeymoon because we went straight to the honeymoon right after that and she was like yeah i figured you guys would find it really relaxing to not have to go shopping when you get there and yeah how cool of an idea so if you're thinking of an idea and you know that sounds honeymooning like the way we are or the way we did which is probably a little bit more popular during covid and pandemics and whatnot that really that was awesome and it really shows like it's really thoughtful and it's really original and back to the cooler, I mean, it wasn't just a cooler. It's an awesome cooler. It's like one of those soft shell ones. It's got a handle. It's like perfect for if you're going to a cookout and you're bringing your own food over to your friend's house or if you are bringing beer and you just want to stack some beers in there. Um, But no, super original. We got a lot of fantastic gifts. It's really hard to narrow it down. But Yeah, yeah let's go get married again. Heck Yeah. <laughs> Just for the presents. <laughs> All right, number eight. What was your favorite song to dance to at the wedding? And not going to lie, I started the night pretty good, but at the end of the night, things got a little a little hazy for me, so I probably don't remember <laughs> the most fun songs I danced to. But I am on video. Brandon St. George has a video of me getting hype. I'm talking like hype. About the DJ playing Justin Bieber's baby. Baby, baby, baby. Oh. So I'm going to go with that because there's video evidence of it. I'm going to say, hmm, this is a hard one. How about the last one? It was Sweet Caroline, right? No. I had the oh. time of my life. That was 
probably my favorite. Me and Brian attempted the um, Dirty Dancing lift. There's only one video of it. My friend Sarah has it. She sends it to me every year on our anniversary, which I think is so funny and really cute. Um, but something I would recommend to everybody, um, don't do that unless you're still in your wedding dress. Because I switched to my reception dress, which was short. And I'm glad I had Brian put me down right at the right second. Otherwise, a lot of people would have probably saw my booty. Um, and it was a fail. It was an epic fail. We still need to work on that. That's my life goal. Oh, was it a fail? See, I don't remember that. I thought it. W- I thought everything went swimmingly. Oh no no no, huh. the lift was a fail. Do you have a different favorite? No, I think that probably is it. It's also from your favorite movie or one of your top two favorite movies, so that kind of helps. Funny story though, when me and Brian sat down with our DJ. We were asked if there was any songs that we just wanted, like, banned. Like, if people requested them, they just wouldn't get played. (laughs) You know where I'm going with this. And I said the Hokey Pokey. I said the Hokey Pokey is such a stupid song. Like, what are we at? A kid's birthday party? Like, and I knew it. I knew it. It is Paige's favorite song. Paige is a good friend of mine. She was one of my bridesmaids. It's one of her favorite songs for a wedding. And I was like, Paige is going to be mad, but I don't care. It's my wedding. We're not playing the hokey pokey. Paige comes up to me at the wedding. She goes, I just tried to request the hokey pokey and you won't believe it. But the DJ told me like they didn't have it. And I was like looking at her and I was like, let me go talk to them. Because it like broke my heart. Like this girl was hyped about the hokey pokey. Little does she know that the reason they said that is because I said that they couldn't play it. So I go over to the DJ and I'm like. You can play the Hokey Pokey. And she got the Hokey Pokey. And she was very happy. And they played it. And Paige lit up. And I still don't know if she even knows that I'm the one that banned it. But it's actually one of the best memories of the whole thing. Like, we were right next to each other dancing to it. I danced with her through the whole song. And she was so hyped. (laughs) So it wasn't just Paige. Trevor Jakovich came up to me probably three times during the wedding. And every time complaining about the fact that the DJ told him, no, he won't play his song because he was trying to request. <laughs> I'm, one might have been the Hokey Pokey. One was for sure the chicken dance. And that was on our band list also. Yep. And I think the other one was um, the Cupid Shuffle, maybe. Oh, no, it was. Was it the Cupid Shuffle? I swear. we. I think we did the cha-cha slide at the wedding. So it couldn't have been the cha-cha slide. No, it was cha-cha slide because I'm like. I did the same thing. I caved and I went and told the DJ, hey, can we play this? Like my guests want it and you can take it off the band list. You know, it's terrible on us because these are the classics. These are the wedding classics. These are the homecoming classics. These are the prom classics. This is what people want to hear at weddings. And how can we possibly stop them? (laughs) I don't know if Trevor knows that I ban them either i think this might be the first time he hears of it if he listens to this this is really funny that's really funny okay what was your favorite food that was served at the wedding we had awesome food people still come up to me and they're like your food was so good like all the time so we did barbecue and it was so delicious well barbecue pulled pork right yeah 
And then all the sides, all the sides you can imagine. Green beans, coleslaw, we had mac and cheese. Oh, it was so good. Potatoes. It was so delicious. My only regret is that we weren't able to take any home with us. Yeah. They have their own rules and everything like that. But my thing was I was so hungry that when they let us go up there, like me and Brian were like throwing elbows, like move, we're hungry. And so we got up there and I ate so fast because I was so hungry that I got full like really quick. Um, Plus you have that dress on and it's like, you know, you get bloated from eating and it's pushing against the dress my favorite was the mac and cheese and the pulled pork because that's just the perfect combo in my opinion yeah mine that pulled pork is awesome i wonder if we can just order pulled pork from them one day we'll just like throw a huge party and we'll have them cater maybe our five-year anniversary that'd be awesome i also want to give a shout out to our cupcakes though and i ate our so we did cupcakes we did a cake to cut and to take home and save, which we did. We did the freezer thing with the cake. Um, but we also did cupcakes for everybody to have. And our cupcakes were delicious. And I was eating those for breakfast, lunch, and dinner like three for like three days after the wedding. Um, so, yeah. All right, number 10. What is your favorite wedding photo and why? I don't know any wedding photos. You don't know any wedding photos? I mean, probably the one with me and my groomsmen, because I think every, yeah, every person in that picture had to travel to be part of the wedding. And I know now being on the other side of it, that it's not easy to do and not a single one of them ever complained about it or anything. So, um, the picture of everyone together was, was kind of cool and not all of them are great friends with each other, but it's cool to see everyone together in the same picture. Like these are the people that mean the most to me. I know which one you're talking about, so I'll further describe it so people, if they've seen it before. It's the one of, like, you guys all, like, messing around, right? You're all, like, grouped together, and everyone's kind of, like, poking fun at you a little bit. right. Exactly. That one's good. Maybe we'll post it with the episode. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's a good idea. I'll post your favorite, and I'll post my favorite. Um, I have a lot of fantastic ones with all my girls and stuff, and it's kind of funny because you know, the photographer will be like, okay, now laugh. And it's like, can you just laugh on cue? That's kind of hard. But then like one of my friends would like whisper something absolutely stupid into my ear. And of course we'd start laughing. And I'm like, it just reminds you, like you really don't even need to try hard with these people. And that's why they are in your wedding. That's why they're so close to you. I would say though, my favorite wedding photo. Didn't you have one that made a magazine? We didn't make a... Oh, I think we did. Yeah. Some kind of wedding advertisement magazine. But also, we've been on Mercantile Hall, which is our reception location. We've been on their website a couple of times with our photos. So the photos have gotten a lot of love, and they're just so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Shout out Madeline Rome Photography. Yes. Her and her husband were the sweetest. She literally did our engagement photos like almost nine months pregnant. Like she was so committed and the photos, we don't even like photos of ourselves. And the photos turned out so good. 
Honestly, can I just say, though, all of our vendors, oh, my gosh, the reception hall, Veterans Terrace, the cake person, the flower people, the people that worked at Mercantile Hall, the photographer, everything was so perfect. I mean, when you hire help, you expect help, but they went above and beyond with everything they did. One of my favorite ones is there's a picture of me and Brian against this brick wall holding hands, and it's just so simple, but, like, we just look so darn happy in it. And Brian doesn't smile in a lot of pictures, and he was smiling in that one, so at least I think you were. (laughs) Guess we'll find out when I post it. What was your favorite wedding decoration? Am I supposed to remember these two? (laughs) Mine was the flowers. I'd call them a decoration. Uh, Specifically, we had this really long, um, like, piece of greenery that went all the way down our head table. I loved it. It looked so good. So that's my personal favorite. There was a lot of good ones, though. My mom worked her butt off to find a lot of those decorations for us. My thing, and this one meant a lot to me because... um... We had grandparents that couldn't be there. We, on the entrance into our venue, we had a picture of um, both sets of my grandparents and both sets of Kelsey's grandparents on their wedding days. And um, it was just kind of cool for, I mean, my family that's coming there to see. But just, I mean, just in a, in a way they were there with us, even though they couldn't be. And on top of that, like, it's just cool to see those wedding photos. I mean, they're so, look how much has changed. I mean, the style, you know, what the women were wearing, what the men were wearing. It's like, it's just so funny to see how different things are nowadays. My one set of grandparents, my grandpa's like dipping my grandma for the kiss. And it was just like, wow, like just so in love. It's such a cool picture. What was your favorite part of the wedding overall? Is number 12. Wow, I wrote these questions and that's still really hard. Probably the reception venue. We took a huge gamble booking them because when we saw them for the first time, it was a construction site. I mean, nothing was finished. It was literally just what they had in mind is what we were going off of and we took a huge leap of faith and I loved our reception venue loved it it was just so beautiful the brick the exposed rafters this is that what they're called rafters in the ceiling just everything about it was exactly what I pictured all right what was your favorite my favorite thing was the rehearsal dinner that was really nice. So um, our rehearsal dinner, we did a little different. And rather than having anything like super fancy, um, we had a huge cookout at the Airbnb that my family was renting. So uh, my side of the family rented an Airbnb that slept. I think they had like 15 people staying there, right? Um, so it's huge. It's a huge house huge yard all the whole works and we had we invited everyone from the from the families and the wedding parties um over for just a giant cookout 
And it was sweet because Kelsey's family is from Indiana and, um, you know, a lot live in Michigan, on the lower part of Michigan. And then my whole family and friends, they're all from like northern Wisconsin or the UP. So they never get to really interact with each other. So rather than having like a uh, rehearsal dinner where everyone's seated at their own table and you don't get to interact, it was just the opposite. Like, I'm pretty sure my mom talked to your grandpa for two hours. To me, that was really cool. Takes the stress out of things, too. Like, people just want to chill. It's the day before the wedding. You're stressed about enough stuff to just be able to show up and have a burger and, like, eat some coleslaw or tuna salad and just chat it up with everybody and, like, not have it be so stuffy and over-the-top formal was, like, really nice. I thought it was a good idea to begin with, and it went better than I could have thought. Like, it was perfect. Whose idea was it, Brian? Was it yours? Yeah, it was. Don't act so surprised. Good job. What was the funniest thing that happened on the day of the wedding? (laughs) I have a feeling I might be in your story. But for me, um, it was like everything that could go wrong, it did go wrong for the ceremony part of the the wedding. Um, First, the, the bride... We're not going to say names, but the bride and her bridesmaids showed up late. Not only did they show up late, but it was raining. So we, I don't think, I don't think you know this. We didn't seat anyone because it was raining. On top of that, right when Kelsey's getting there, the officiant comes up to me and says, oh my God, Brian, I'm so sorry. I forgot Kelsey's vows. So we wrote our own vows and I had mine in my pocket. Kelsey doesn't have pockets in her dress, so she gave it to our officiant, and our officiant was going to hand it to her when we were going to read them. Um, she's like, I forgot them at home. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, did you tell Kelsey yet? She says, no. <laughs> okay, well, when you do, how about you just suggest that we read them at the reception anyways? It's, it's raining. Like People probably don't want to listen to our vows in the rain anyways. And so I don't know how that conversation went on your end, but that's a second thing that what could go wrong did go wrong. And then when it got to our, you know, when she was marrying us, we happened to be getting married right by a train track. (laughs) And of course, not only did the train come by once, it came by twice while she was talking. But like you said, these are under the funniest. Like, this is funny because we like think back on it and it's kind of very laughable. I actually am going to agree with you on one of these stories as being the funniest. The funniest part for me is the fact that we were late. Brian is late for everything. And I was the one late to our wedding, which is just really funny to me. But on top of that, my mom had to like shuttle the girls to the reception in like two trips because my dress is massive. And even if my dress wasn't massive, all the girls weren't going to fit in the car on the way there. So my mom takes half the bridesmaids there and then comes back to get me and, like, two of the other girls. And I'm getting my dress in there. My dress is, like, up to my face because there's nowhere for it to go. So I'm sitting in the passenger seat of this car with my dress, like, in my face. And we're driving and all these people see me driving to my reception because they all see me in this big poofy white dress which is just funny then we get there and my mom is looking for a parking spot 
And she's like doing rounds in like the parking lot. And we're not even really freaking out. But this guy that works for Veterans Terrace comes running out to my mom's car. And he's like, no, no, just drop it off at the front. I'll go find you a parking spot. You guys are late. Go, go, go. (laughs) But here's my mom just looking for a spot. (laughs) She's pulling in the Target. (laughs) And this guy comes running out. He's like, no, 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 no. I'll take care of your car. I'll take care of your car. Um, To answer your question, to be honest, I wasn't that upset. I mean, when you're getting married, you're already very happy. Like, I was just happy to be getting married. I mean, yeah, it wasn't ideal. Yes, it was very important to me that we wrote our own vows. So, yeah, I was excited to read them. I think it worked out perfect the way we did it because some people could only come to our reception. So they still got to hear us read our vows, which was really cool. But about the rain, the rain did stop right when we were going to get married. And we were able to do it outdoors, which was my goal. And the sun came out when we were taking wedding photos. And it didn't even rain until later that night. So every time that we had to be outside, it didn't rain. It was like meant to be. It was really nice. All right, number 14. What was the most stressful part of the wedding day? For me, it was the shuttle. So we had booked a shuttle to take everybody to their hotels because we wanted people to be able to drink without having to worry. There was overnight parking across the street from the venue, so it was kind of perfect. People could leave their cars there and get drunk and not have to worry about driving drunk, and like the shuttle would take them wherever they needed to go. But I realized that we never got like same day or same week confirmation on the shuttle. Like midway through the wedding, I was like, wait a second. Did we ever get an email, like, officially confirming it? And we didn't. And Brian was calling the driver, and, like, nobody was answering. So we're freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. Finally, they answer, and they're like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, we're going to be there. And we're like, oh, my gosh. But it was just, like, this moment of, like, did we really book it? Like, was it actually booked, confirmed, booked? And all these people are getting drunk, and we have no driver for them? And it worked out in the end. And I remember I looked at my mom and I was like, that's the last piece of this wedding. I'm no longer worrying about anything. Let's have a good time. Like we looked at each other and we're like, nothing else to worry about. Okay, we can all breathe. The two people that ran the venue, they wouldn't make the call if we should do it under their like, we have like a um, kind of like a parking garage type scenario where it's, there's a roof, but it's really like, it's like a parking garage. Um, so he's, one of them thought that we should move all the chairs in and it's going to rain and it would be better if we did that. And the other one thought that, Hey, you know, the forecast looks 50, 50, like, um, maybe we should just go with it. And neither of them would make the call and they're leaving it in my hands. And Kelsey wasn't answering her phone and they, you know, they're all stressed doing their own thing, getting ready and being late. So yeah, they left it up to me. I decided to just roll with it. If people get rained on, sorry. And like Kelsey said, it ended up not raining anymore after um once it started so it worked out and my mom actually told me in the car when we were driving over she said I didn't want to upset you but like we had to move it underneath and I was like yeah I mean that sucks but whatever 
And then as I pulled up, everybody was out there wiping the chairs down, which was so amazing. Like our guests were wiping the chairs down so that it could be outside. And so I pull up to that and my mom's like, oh, never mind. And like a break in the rain. And it was just, it was really good timing and it just worked out so perfectly. What was the biggest wedding day fail? I'll go first so that you have an idea of what I mean by this question. Cutting the cake. (laughs) There is a very specific posed way that you're supposed to cut a wedding cake for a photo. And you're just supposed to cut off like a little piece. And Brian like (laughs) took the knife and like cut the cake in half, which is not what we were supposed to do at all. Oh, that was a plot twist. I'm like, oh, how did Kelsey screw up the cake? I screwed up the cake? Yeah. Oh, no. That's why there's all these photos of, like, I'm just dying of laughter as Brian's holding this butcher knife. And our photographer was like, yeah, that's not how you do it. But if you've never been married, like, how are you supposed to know how you're supposed to cut the wedding cake for the photo? I didn't even know there was a certain way that you were supposed to cut the cake for a photo. So learn that. The biggest wedding day fail... You know, I can't think of any because anything that like kind of seemed like it was going wrong at the time worked out just fine. So I'm going to go with none. I'm taking a cop out. That's fine. It's kind of a good answer. At the end of the day, I look back at that story and I laugh like I'm not like upset by it by any means. And I have the photos to look at and laugh at, too. So. Number 16. What was your favorite part of the wedding planning process? I can tell you what the least favorite part was. Well, we're getting there. So there is a least favorite. So don't say that one yet. My favorite part of the wedding planning process was getting RSVP yeses back. And like I said, I know how hard it is to travel because we can't make it to a lot of our friends' weddings between work and um, just we live in Milwaukee now. so. A lot of our friends that get married don't get married close to us. Um, so when people would RSVP yes and tell us that they're going to be able to make it down here, like that was sweet. It's like, oh, my God, like I can't wait to spend a couple nights with them, um, drink a beer with them. It's hard. Um, there was a lot of good experiences, like even little things like whenever me and Brian would go see our venue, we'd always go get a burger afterwards at this little burger joint on the corner. And it's just like these little memories of things that we used to do. Um, I would say as is with any case, it was really nice to do like, um, my wedding dress shopping and to like have my mom there and, my little brother was there. I had a friend there. It was just a nice experience. And anytime you put on wedding dresses for the, and it wasn't, well, I was going to say for the first time, but that's not true because I would try on wedding dresses at the shop as part of my job all the time. But it's just a really nice moment when you are trying on dresses and you're really painting the picture, what you're going to look like on your wedding day. And I know that's such a cliche answer but I would say that was probably my favorite part and I think it's a lot of women's favorite parts because it's a fun part picking out your wedding dress is fun and it's supposed to be fun ladies by the way um 
that's some good advice. Don't let it stress you out. Don't let the sizing stress you out because it's European sizing. Um, and just remember, whatever you go with, if you look beautiful, that's all that matters. There's always going to be other dresses out there, but go with your gut and go with your gut feeling. And not everybody cries. I did not cry when I found my wedding dress. Let me just say that. Not everybody cries. What was the one thing that you absolutely needed slash wanted for the wedding day? It's funny because we record in our basement and one of our decorations down here is the sign that we had that had our alcohol options on here. And it says wine, um, Moscato, Pinot Grigio, Merlot, and Zinfandel. And it says beer, Miller Lite, and Blue Moon. So when we are choosing our alcohol options, like I know that not everyone likes Miller Lite, but in my mind, it's like, it's my wedding. Like I'm not going to have Bud Light in the keg just because everyone likes it more. So I'm like, honestly, like I don't really care what the second beer is, but one of the beers I need to be Miller Lite and it worked. And then we went with Blue Moon because it's kind of like a little mix up for that. And one thing about the beers... Until I got my first beer in my hand, I thought we had kegs. And um, one of my groomsmen was like, hey, do you want a beer? I'll go get us some beers. When we showed up to to the venue and yeah, yeah, go get me one. And he comes back with bottles. And I was stoked, like absolutely stoked. That was really cool. And it was funny because, you know, I won't say in all weddings, but sometimes the men don't get to make a lot of decisions. And I feel like the beer... And the kind of music we had was the two things that Brian was very insistent on wanting a majority opinion on, which is fine. You deserve to have some things that you're solely in control of. I'd say in the music, we both liked the same music, so it was fine. But definitely the beer was important for him. (laughs) Yeah, Kelsey wasn't going to drink the beer anyway, so it's like, give me Miller Lite. There were so many things that were important to me. I, to narrow it down, I would say once I saw the staircase at Veterans Terrace, I was like, I want to walk down that staircase. Like that was, I wanted that to be my entrance. And I'm so glad I got it. I'm glad that the weather worked out. And I knew that I wanted it. And I knew that I wanted a song that wasn't the traditional Bridal March song. I did From This Moment by Shania Twain, and it was just so perfect. Like, the song playing, and I entered right when I wanted to. Right, the perfect part of the song is when I entered. I will say one thing, though. They played the song all the way through before I even came out. So it was technically everyone's second time hearing the song, which was a little frustrating, but whatever. It was just, it was a perfect entrance. Going up those stairs when we left, not so perfect, by the way. Um, but that's what I wanted and that's what I got. So, and I remember like a couple of weeks before the wedding, you said, you know what? Maybe I don't want to come out to that song. Like maybe people think it's stupid. Like Kelsey, you've your entire life. You thought you'd walk up to that song. Like just walk up to that song. Like who cares what people think? And it worked out great. So don't second guess yourselves. Um, honorable mention though, same thing, music related, moment related, um, the father-daughter dance, we did butterfly kisses, and me and my dad used to dance 
Oh my God. I'm going to start crying just talking about it. Me and my dad used to dance that song when I was a little girl. And so that I needed that too. And that was such a cool moment. So number 18, what was our biggest disagreement during the wedding planning process? And this one, you can use a stressful moment too, if you want. Oh, our biggest fight going into the wedding was what day my groomsmen needed to get to Milwaukee to try in their groomsmen outfits, their suits. Kelsey worked at a bridal shop and she saw what could happen in a worst case scenario in terms of um, stuff not fitting, stuff not being there. So we got married on a Saturday and I figured it'd be fine for everyone to come down Thursday night and Friday morning do our rehearsal, Friday afternoon do our rehearsal dinner. Kelsey insisted everyone be there Thursday morning because if something doesn't fit, they have to order stuff Thursday to be in on Saturday. You're right, and you're also wrong about the story. I needed everyone there Thursday, but I needed them there before 4.30 because I knew that these tuck shops stopped doing overnight shipping for the next day by like five o'clock. So people had to be there and try on their stuff to know what they needed shipped for the next day. Because we can't go pick anything up Saturday. Our wedding was technically out of town. So we weren't going to be in town to pick up anything on Saturday. But yeah, that was, uh, that was stressful. <laughs> and it worked out just fine. My older brother was the only person that was there late, and they actually called the tux vendor, and the vendor actually stayed open for my brother, which, talk about having connections. Not everybody has that luxury, but it worked out great. Biggest disagreement, numbers. The amount of people we invited. Yeah, that one. My parents paid for our wedding. There's no way around it. We paid for some of the stuff, some of the smaller stuff, but my parents paid for our wedding, and weddings are very expensive. And they had a number, and we had to honor that, but Brian knows so many people, and his whole town is his relatives. And so that was... And I'm not saying that we argued with my parents about it. We didn't argue with my parents about it. Me and Brian just argued about it because it's just, it's like 50 bucks a plate to feed people at a wedding. That adds up really quickly. Um, So that was a big argument. But we met in the middle and it all worked out. And in fact, Brian's parents threw a second reception for us up north. And then even more people were able to come to that. So it worked out really nicely. That was actually our compromise. So, which is, yeah, that worked out really well because I feel like a lot of people that, um, a lot of our friends from the UP probably wouldn't have been able to make it down anyways. So, to throw a second reception to where they could come and, you know, have some drinks with us, and whatnot. Um, yeah, that worked out good. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a big one. I still don't think it was as big as the, the other one. Number 19, what advice would you give to someone who is planning a wedding? Two pieces of advice. Get your dress sooner than the knot tells you to because you need time for those dresses take 
like can take six months to come in and you need time to do alterations. That's just something I experience at the bridal shop a lot. And let me just tell you, if you think it's too early, it's probably not too early. And the second piece is like, you are going to be stressed out. You might have disagreements with your fiance. You're planning a huge event, but at the end of the day, it's supposed to be a party. It's supposed to be something you enjoy. So just keep that in mind when you're planning it. Like, you're supposed to enjoy the process. You're supposed to enjoy the wedding. Everything works out in the end. You hire people. You hire a venue that'll help you. So that's my advice. And my advice is make sure that you get to pick at least one of the beers on tap. (laughs) Because no matter how bad anything else goes, you can drink it away then. Of course, that's your advice. That's pretty good advice, though. As long as there's beer, everything will be just fine. No, as long as there's beer that you like, everything will be just fine. (laughs) And then final question. Is there anything you would have done differently overall? I would have stayed in my wedding dress for the whole night, including going out to the bars after. You only wear it once. I did wear it up until like probably the last hour and then I switched into this reception dress I had. But then we went out to the bars and like nobody knew that I was the bride because I wasn't even in my wedding dress. And I saw other brides out in their wedding dress and I was like, I should have just kept it on. But I was getting so sweaty from dancing and so itchy. And but that's it's something so small. But to be honest, like. Even the things that seem to have gone wrong still worked out great. Um, So I would say that's the only thing where I'm like, I wish I would have just left my wedding dress on. And for me, I would have got seconds. (laughs) Honestly, same. I would have eaten more food. It was really good. Like our food was so good. And after um, we ate, like the food was out for a little while. I thought that, okay, I'll go back and get it at some point. I'll go back and get it at some point. The pulled pork was so good. I could not wait to eat more. By the time I remembered that, it was put away, and I'm still left wanting more. I would totally eat our food again. Now I really want it. Uh, When we end this podcast, we're going to call there and see how we can get some. Do we want to give a shout-out? Bub's Barbecue in Big Bend? Is that where it was? Big Bend, Wisconsin. If you were going to do like a... Like a barbecue theme. They have different options. We chose the pulled pork, but they had like different salmons and whatnot. I don't really know. We did salmon too. We did pulled pork and salmon. You kind of have to give a second option to people because, you know, nothing worse than showing up at a wedding and the only option is, I don't know, a pork chop and you hate pork chops. You know what I mean? All right. You ready to wrap this up with our top three favorite country love songs? Yeah, bear with us. We'll get through these quick. What I want to say about this, though, is that we're going to do this again. And next time we do a category, we'll probably do five songs because it's impossible to pick. And we'll only do like one genre. These two kind of tie together, so I thought it would be good. But I just realized that there's way too many songs to do them together. We're going to do it. But next time we'll do like top five songs about sports. Yeah. So top three love songs that are country music and top three um, breakup 
country songs as well. All right, my number three for romantic country songs is Crazy Girl by Eli Young Band. Uh, Eli Young Band is one of my favorite country artists. And funny story, um, if you go to their concert, this is their last song they play every time because we went twice and they did the same the same exact set both times. And they were a year apart. So a little, little triggered by that, but Crazy Girl, Eli Young Band. I love that song. All right, number three. Brian's going to hate my picks, by the way. I can already tell. But number three for me for love songs is Big Big Plans by Chris Lane. Also, I love that he actually wrote this song to propose to his now wife. And in the music video, he surprises her with the song. And then at the end of the song, it basically is saying, like, I'm going to ask you to marry me. And then he asks her. I mean, what's more romantic than a song that actually is reflecting what's going on in your life? And you know he wrote that song just for her. I'm cool with that song. Your other two must suck if you think I'm going to be mad. Because <laughs> that that's a good one. It's a good pick. Um, number two for me is Eric Church, Love Your Love the Most. And I just like it. It's like, uh, like hey, I, I have a bunch of different hobbies that I love. From my perspective, whatever, fantasy baseball. I like golfing. I like all this. But it all ties together because of you. So like you can love all of this stuff. But hey, at the end of the day, I love my wife the most. You're so cute. Wait till we get to the breakup songs. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's true. And let me just specify, mine weren't actually in any particular order, but I'll just continue to read them in the order that I put them in. Uh, so number two is Today by Brad Paisley. That's actually the song that our um, groomsmen and bridesmaids, and um, I'm not sure if our parents walked down to it, but our groomsmen and bridesmaids walked down to that song. And it's just about like how throughout the rest of like throughout your day and the boring things that you do throughout the day, like you can just close your eyes and picture the love of your life. And specifically, he's talking about their wedding day. Like he will just be like in a waiting area of a doctor's office and he can close his eyes and like think back to his wedding day. Like it's just nice to think back to like memories and like look at 2020, we're stuck inside. But like there's just so much to think back to. And your memories kind of carry you through a lot of times. So hope that all makes sense. I just really love that song. And then when we were uh, riding around yesterday, we were kind of having like a, like my top three are going to be better than your top three. I played this one for Kelsey because I think this is undisputably the best country love song of all time. And it is Rascal Flatts, God Bless the Broken Road. Throw it on. It doesn't hit you in the feels. He ain't living. We heard it live. That was so cool. And everybody was singing it in the crowd. Ugh. That was a really cool concert. It's just cool. It's like, uh, it's all about the journey. Like, yeah, not everything works out. But hey, the end of the road is what matters. And a lot of people have relationships that are just not good. And that's why they're past relationships. But it's all about the person you are today and you probably are that person because you went through all that stuff so brian hates my number one and i don't care and i played it yesterday austin well he doesn't hate it but he doesn't think it should belongs in the top three yeah i hold on i love the song 
I love the song. You go ahead and talk about it, and I will rebuttal. Austin by Blake Shelton. I it's literally about this guy, like he doesn't just like break up. They don't just break up and he goes and finds a new girl. Like he's still so committed and he's so sure that like one day she will come back to me. And she does. Yeah, it's a great breakup song. Love it. <laughs> Dude, this dude seems awesome. Maybe a little creepy, but he's awesome. Why did she leave him to begin with? Couples break up and get back together all the time. No, she wanted to go be a little hoochie mama down in Texas. Oh my gosh, I sincerely doubt that. Why else go back to Austin? People break up all the time and then they get back together and they end up being together for the rest of their lives. Does this sound like a guy that wanted to break up? Let's go listen to the song. Does it sound like he wanted to break up? Most of the time, one half of the party does not want to break up. Yes, she dumped him. She went to Texas, realized, oh, crap, that dude was actually kind of cool. I love the song, but her end of it is not romantic. Maybe she needed some time and clarity to realize that he was the love of her life. What was she doing in Austin? Reading books. Who knows, Brian? (laughs) All right. Breakup songs before me and Brian break up. <laughs> okay. You want to go first? Sure. Um, well, before that, I have just have a couple honorable mention love songs. One is that we talked about, Living Our Love Song, Jason Michael Carroll, just because that was our first dance song. So I figured we should include it. And then what I think, um, wedding themed, every wedding needs to play Amazed by Lone Star because that is the best slow dance song. It does. It's not one of my favorite three love songs of all time, but it should be played at everyone. In my opinion, breakup songs. I also have an honorable mention breakup song, and it's "Whiskey Lullaby" by Brad Paisley and is it Allison Krauss. Mm-hmm. Does she have any other songs? I've never heard that name before. Yeah, I mean she has other songs. I don't know if they're as big as anything Brad Paisley has done, but um, this is just a super sad song, so I didn't put it in my top three. Uh, but it's all about you know. People got drunk and drank their lives away after a breakup, and I think I think they both die is the concept. Um, so that turns into number three is Drunk Me by Mitchell Tenpenny, which is just the opposite. He breaks up with the girl, and every time he gets drunk, he does nothing but think about her. So he has to stay sober because because of that, and I think it's a great song. Speaking of honorable mentions, I just want to say to all my Swifties out there that I did leave Taylor Swift out of this. I feel like I could come up with top three love songs, top three breakup songs just from Taylor Swift alone. Um, But some people don't consider her country. I disagree. I think she does country and pop. But because of that, I did leave her off the list. And I also left off Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks. However, everything in me wanted to put it on there. <laughs> kind of a breakup song. They kill him. <laughs> Anyways, number three for me is... Anyways, number three for me is What We Ain't Got by Jake Owen. Um... It's basically about like how the grass is always greener on the other side and you always think, oh, there's something better out there for me. But he goes through this breakup 
and actually at the time of the album I think he actually got a divorce and it's kind of like he's looking back and like what I actually wanted this whole time doesn't exist and what I actually want is what I had before and like I should have realized that at the time we went to a country festival where he played his microphone went off during this song I was so excited to hear it live and it was the one time that his microphone wasn't working and we were trying to tell security like the microphone's not working and they were like well if you'd all be quiet you could hear the song no lady the mic isn't working um, but I don't think they fixed it until after the song, and I was so bummed because it's one of my favorites by him. But I really like that song. So number two for me is probably my favorite breakup song, but I just had to put number one. You'll We'll get to that in a minute. But number two for me is Redneck Crazy by Tyler Farr. And that's like a, it's like a feel-good breakup song. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's a classic breakup song, isn't it? I mean, I know of it. Yeah, p- put it on. If you've had a breakup, put it on. You'll be able to put yourself in Tyler Farr's position in this song. And It's like an angry breakup song. Like, a, I'm going to drink a beer and for no better word to use, like, screw you. Like, whatever. I don't need you anyways. Like, kind of thing. You know? My number two is... Better Man by Little Big Town. And it's actually written by Taylor Swift. So I did find a way to tie her into this. Um, But it's basically about like all the other pieces could have been there. The relationship could have been great if you had just been a better person. Like they really wanted it to work. But at the end of the day, it's like the cons outweighed the pros because you just couldn't step up and grow as a person and because of that like this is the situation we're in like she wants to hold on but it's just if you're not willing to step up to the plate then it's just not going to work out and it's kind of about that so also you know how to bring T Swifty into here somehow so number one and let me explain this here most of the love songs in country music are written and sang by guys. And most of the breakup songs are written and sang by women. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I was actually trying to find a top three love song that was by a woman. And I definitely agree with that. And every um, every male country singer might have like one or two breakup songs. Maybe. Maybe. But Luke Combs kills the game with breakup songs. I have three listed right here. She Got the Best of Me, One Number Away, and When It Rains It Pours. And all of them are really, really good songs. And I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some. Like I don't have the Luke Combs album, so I'm sure I'm missing some, some good ones. But Luke Combs is like our generation's answer to the past... 20 years of vindictive female country singers. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd put it that way, but I see what you're saying. Um, And you cover all three categories when you say those songs. So you got one number away, which is like a, I think of you every time I get drunk kind of like song, essentially. And like wanting to go back so bad. You've got, um, when it rains, it pours, which is like, like I said before, uh, 
screw you, I don't need you kind of breakup song. Everything in my life got better without you in it. Yeah. And then She Got the Best of Me is like the sad breakup song, right? It's like I literally can't give my all to the next girl because the last girl like still has my heart and I can't give it to you because she still has it kind of thing. Wow, you'd think we'd be able to write music. We're very good with our words when it comes to this. Music, we know what we're talking about, I feel like. My number one, and I still listen to this song all the time. I'm not going through a breakup, and I still listen to this song and like can connect with it. It's Tin Man by Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert's one of my favorites in general. But essentially... You know, this was right after she had, or not right after, but this was after her and Blake Shelton divorced, so you can kind of feel that in the song. And as we all know in The Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man doesn't have a heart. So it's about being like, hey, Mr. Tin Man, like, I'll give you my heart because I don't want to feel the heartache I'm going through, and I'd rather just not have it. So, like, here, take it, like why would you want a heart if it's just going to break? You know what I mean? I love that song. I love Miranda Lambert in general, but yeah. All right. So we are not going to do our battle beers this week. And good thing because, wow, that would have been really long. Uh, But coming soon, we are doing battle beers. And I'm just going to explain it real quick before we sign off. You know, we've done beer reviews in the past, but we Kelsey came up with this game that we can play. We have our favorite beers that we know. Mine's Sam Adams. Yours is? Well, that's what I was going to say. It's Battle Beers for Brian. I came up with this. Seltzer Showdown for me. Oh, nice. Our goal is to find a beer that we like better than that by the end of Battle Beers or Seltzer Showdown. So how we're going to do that is week one, we're going to take two beers that we think sound really good and pair them against each other and pick a winner and move that one on. And then whichever one is alive at the end of week seven, we'll face off against what we consider our favorite beer week eight. And we'll see if it's still our favorite. And like Brian was saying, like he's going to do beers. I'm going to do seltzers. You actually explained it really perfectly. So I don't really need to say anything else. But Eight weeks of it. We're very excited to see if it can beat our OG top right now. All right. We will see you guys live on Wednesday. Um, if anyone caught us, caught our live when we were in Lake Geneva, we did a Rip Your Taste uh, contest with our friends Kale and Jen. And um, Kale is a little salty. He thinks that his favorite Rip Beer got slighted because we knew what we were drinking. So we are going to do do it again, and we're going to do it blind this time and see if uh, we were full of crap or if our scores still hold true. So Wednesday, uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, we will be live. All right, guys. Thank you as always. Bye.